All right. Repeat after me. Say, I am somebody. I am a warrior. Therefore, I am victorious. And that's because I am a child of God. How many believe that today? Amen. I don't know if you all understand, but we win, y'all. We are victorious. We are victorious. Amen. That's a lot of kids. Praise the Lord. Always. <laughs> Amen. Hopefully they come out there learning something. Amen. Name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Man, listen, again, we want to thank every single one of you. Um, Legacy Builders Offering helps us do what we were able to do on this weekend. Um, and to pay off this building is huge. It's not a big building, but it's huge. Um, and I like one of the songs that this is just the beginning. We're just getting started. We're just getting started. And so if you know um, the vision that God has given me, he said five pocket churches. I believe this is just a little pocket church right here in the city of Grand Ledge. But he's called us to more areas. And so how many know that we are in the place, in the position now to be able to hit the Lansing area? Some, of you, some people say, well, that's too far. I said, it's not far enough. But um, if um, God willing, we can hit the Lansing area or whatever area he wants to take us to because we have the ability to do that now. How many say amen to that? And so um, we praise God for that. And so one more time, thank you for giving. Thank you for being a part of being able to burn the mortgage yesterday. If you weren't here, man, we had a great time. We had a great time burning that sucker, burning that thing. Get rid of it in the name of Jesus. Twenty twenty three uh, in twenty twenty two my wife and I went to a restaurant. God said, That's it. It's gonna be twenty twenty three is debt free. And I said, Ooh we okay. I don't know how that looks, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna count on it and we're gonna if God said it, all I gotta do is what? Believe it. Amen. And so I uh, didn't even take the full year to finish. Once we said how much was owed, that was paid within a month. And so um um, those of you that are still giving, I challenge you to still give. Don't don't back out on what, what God has told you to give because, man, that's your blessing. And, and like I just said, we're just getting started. We're just getting started. And I love to see everybody else that came up last night and threw something in the fire. That was awesome. That wasn't planned, obviously, as they used our expensive envelopes to start writing stuff on. <laughs> I'm looking at every envelope that goes. I said, man, that's another. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. All right. Nobody, nobody had a notebook in here or something. All right. <laughs> Amen. Okay, let's go. Um. But to see that was an awesome sight. Um, 
And I'm believing that the same God that we worship here is the same God that if hopefully you're worshiping at home and uh, will be able to pay off some of those debts that you have and some of those mortgages that you have. Amen. And uh, we're just believing with you in the name of Jesus. Hopefully this was mine. Although this is Legacy Weekend, we're continuing our, and we're actually finishing our sermon series. What is it? Oh, come on. Pray more. There we go. I, you guys got me scared for a second. Pray more. Pray more. I said, was I the only one here the last three weeks? Pray more. Pray more. And so um, today, I'm going to combine the two themes of legacy and, and, and pray more. Amen. Uh, because how many know that your legacy depends on your prayers? Can I say that again? Your legacy, your legacy depends on your prayers. If that ain't Jesus, don't pick it up. Your legacy depends on what? On your prayers. I, I told you that what you pray for today could change the outcome of what happens tomorrow. What you pray for today can change the outcome of what happens tomorrow. Amen. You and I have the ability to change outcomes here on this earth. All we have to do is open our mouths and go before our Heavenly Father. You and I have the ability to change some things. Isn't that great? That, that's nice. See, sometimes people, one time I'll, I'll pray for you. Say, can you do, can you do something else? Can you do more than just pray? I said, wait, what, what else do you want me to do for you? That's the best thing I could do for you in the situation you're in. You don't understand. They say, well, I, man, I just need more. I just need more, right? That's what we, that's what. But in reality, man, the best thing I could do is pray for you and your situation. Legacy. What is it? If you look in the dictionary, it says legacy is a gift by will, especially of money or other personal property. Amen? Something, number two says, something transmitted by or received from an ancestor or predecessor or from the past. Okay? So legacy is what we will leave the what? Next generation. Legacy is what we would leave the next generation. How many can, don't raise your hands, please. How many can say you're leaving the next generation some good stuff? And when I'm talking about good stuff, I'm talking about this stuff. Because you can leave a lot of junk. But how about this stuff? Are you leaving some good stuff? stuff. Let's, 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 let's put legacy in a couple sentences that you can see in the Bible. She left us a legacy of a million dollars. How many like that legacy? Amen. All right. Most people would. Most people would. He left his children a legacy of love and respect. That's good. The war left a legacy of pain and suffering. This is, this, is, this, is, this is out of the dictionary. And finally, the last sentence I want to put it in. Her artistic legacy lives on through her children. What you and I do will live on 
through our children. Come on, somebody. Legacy is important because what you and I do affects the next generation. Usually, you will hear people say, your children will what? Carry on your legacy. Your children will carry on your legacy. And that's what I want to look at today. Some scriptures that hit on legacy of prayer. The legacy of prayer. There was a man named Elkanah. And the Lord helped him. Because this man had two wives. Okay? I don't know. Hard enough dealing with one. My man decided he'll take two. That's another sermon. Turn with me to First Samuel chapter 1, verse 4. If you got those Bibles, let me hear those pages. Let me hear those pages. If you don't have them, then you can go ahead and cheat and look on the board. Amen. When you get there, say amen. Old Testament. And whenever... The time came for Elkanah to make an offering. He would give portions to Peniah, Peninnah, Peninnah, I couldn't. You imagine having that name in school, Peninnah, His wife, and to all her sons and daughters. Verse five. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. Come on, somebody. He loved her. And her rival, verse 6, also provoked her severely to make her miserable. Can you imagine that? Because the Lord had closed her womb. Now my man has two wives. One wife that can conceive. One wife that can't. Guess what the wife that can conceive is doing to the wife that can't. Verse 7. And so it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her, therefore she wept and did not eat. That's serious. You know how messed up you got to be if you, you don't eat? I'm telling you, that's some serious stuff. Come on, help me understand. The only time I don't eat is when I, you know, I don't really feel it, or you don't really feel what? Good. You don't want to eat. She was messed up. She was messed up. Mark's looking at me like, that's not a problem. <laughs> we can eat. <laughs> she was heartbroken. It's one thing to not be able to have kids. It's another to be provoked and made fun of and reminded of that you can't have kids. Verse 8 says, And then Elkanah, 
her husband said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better than ten sons? Elkanah, was, he must have been feeling himself that day. He was like, look at me. You got all of this, girl. You don't need anything else. We don't need kids. We don't need something. Look at, look at, look at, look at, hey, hey, I'm good. We good. He was feeling himself. He's like, am I not better to you than ten sons? He's like, uh, no, I want a son. And you ain't cutting it, brother. <laughs> Verse 9. Verse 9. And so Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli the priest was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. Verse 10. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and she wept in anguish. Now, Hannah got ugly with her prayer. Hannah got intense with her prayer. How many understand what I'm saying? Today, church, are you getting are you getting ugly with your prayer? Are, are you getting intense with your prayer? How many how many ever been to a place where you're like, <laughs> and, and just tears and snot and everything just and you don't how many ever been in a prayer like that where you could just feel it? Like like <laughs> and you just, I mean this, the ugly face coming out. Like, listen, don't cry. You're an ugly crier. Just try to, like, maintain it because the faces you make when you cry. Come on. Anybody ever? <laughs> you ever been? You just in a whale of, of, of just anguish. And this is where the Bible is showing us this is, this is how intense she got. This is how intense she, she was. She was going in in her prayer. I mean, understand. She was she was intense with her. Are you getting ugly with it, or are you just simply sitting there saying nursery rhymes? Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die, if I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Right, Jesus. Is this is this our prayer? Because because I understand why we're not getting anywhere. Sometimes you got to get ugly with it. Sometimes you got to get into it. Sometimes you got to feel it. Sometimes you got you, come on that ugly face got to come out. <laughs> How many understand what I'm saying? That's when you know you're really in prayer when you, you can feel it. When, when, when you get intense with it, not when we're sitting there saying Bible nursery rhymes, or maybe it's the last thing we do at night, right? How many ever we 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 man, it was a long day. I didn't pray. I better pray. And then we go and we lay down. Dear Jesus, oh Lord, oh oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord, help me. To, um, today, even though it's over. Help me, Lord. Um, Lord Jesus. Because it's the last thing we do. 
Because we don't make time, because we don't prioritize, because we don't set an agenda to say, today I'm going to pray more. We don't get up and say, God, help me with the day. Instead, we wait till the night, the day's over, and man, everything went bad. And then we're like, oh, oh my goodness. She made me mad. He made me mad. I wanted to quit. And then, and then we wonder why we're at where we're at. And then we go before God, and we want to make it real quick. God, I just want to come before you right now and just say thank you for this food. In Jesus' name, amen. Right here, 50. Uh, 25, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 50. Hey, amen. Come on now. Sometimes this is our prayer. And we wonder why we're not getting anything out of it. We wonder why we're not in tune with God. We wonder why he's not answering prayers. It's because we want this microwave prayer. We want this quick prayer. We want this fake prayer. Some of us already know our prayer. We go down the line and he said, okay, here we go again. Pray for Aunt Mimi and Uncle Ray Ray and little Tony and little, and, we, and all right, thanks, God. Talk to you again tomorrow. He knows these prayers. Same thing. We say it every day. He's waiting to hear you. He wants to talk to you. He wants you to get intense. He wants you to let it out. Let him know what you're going through. How do you approach? How do you approach the King of Kings? How do you approach the throne room? How do you approach your God? We talked about it last week. What does he look like to you? I like to pray to little baby Jesus. You know, after I said that, there was memes going around last week. Talking about praying for the lions. Listen, how do you see him? How do you approach him? Right, let's keep going. Verse 11. 1 Samuel 1, 11. And then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, this is good stuff right here. If you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. And no razor shall come upon his head. Verse 12. And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli watched her mouth. Check this out. She's praying before God. You ever pray before God and you're just like. This is what Eli saw. And now Hannah, 13, spoke in her heart. Only her lips move, but the voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. Now, that's some good prayer right there. She was in it. Lady, she got to be a little tipsy or something. She got what's going on. Eli even thought she was drunk. She was praying so hard. And he was like, what's wrong with her? There's some demonic spirits coming out of her or something. Something's flowing. Something's wrong. Now, I'm going I'm to take a side note here. because I, I, I found some things in my study, and I love when I find some things. Um, 
Because you read it, you read it, and then you find new things. That's why you can say, well, I already read that book. Read it again. There's always good new insight. And so I want to give you a little something here. Just, just, I just need to, I need to uh, do um, something. Look to you. Uh, look, just, just, just say this. Just repeat after me. Say, say, I will not leave the church for what pastor's about to say. You know it's good stuff when we get there, right? Now, the good thing is you can't leave because you already said what you said. Amen? And you said it before God in church. But, 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 I want to, I want to look at, he thought she was drunk. And when we drink church, how many know we allow spirits into our body? It's even, it's even, it's even on the taverns and the clubs and whatever you want to say. The, 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 the menu even tells you spirits. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't think the Holy Spirit is hanging out in a bottle of anything. Can I say that? Okay. And so when we talk about spirits, we're talking about, we're talking about demonic spirits. We're not talking about the Holy Spirit. And, and, and so just a, just a side note there, I just wanted to give you that. Amen. Uh, uh, because some people think, well, um, you know, you never talk about it. So what's your stance on it? So, so, and I try not to talk about it because I don't want to offend too many people. But, but in the end, um, I think one day I'm going to get to heaven. He's going to say, why did you never say anything about it? And so here it is, sermon, I think it's 480. Um, I, I'm just giving you a, a, where do I stand? What do I think? I, I think, I think it's going to be on the test. It's going to be on the final test. When we get to heaven one day, I believe that's one of the things that's going to be brought to our attention is why did you sit there and take of the drink? Why, 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 why? And so I just, for me, I just, I stay away from it. Amen? Okay? I, I, for me, he's like, why did you come up in here into the house of God drunk? This is what, this is what, this is what Eli's asking. Why would you come in here like that? Okay? And... My thought has always been this. Let me tell you, my thought has always been this. Because some people are like, I love the, I love the, uh, the Jesus who wears a, a party shirt. What is it, a tuxedo shirt? What did I say last week? Because I like my God to party. I'm sorry, but I don't think my God parties. Amen. Okay. I'll just go there with you. Okay. Well, he turned water into wine. That means, man, it was, whoo, he, he, he loves to party. No, 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 no. Okay, one thing I believe with wine is this. One thing I believe with wine is this. If you can show me in the Bible where it says that they drank grape juice, okay, there is no other way to put it. I like to think like this, and if you can, we can, we can debate this later on if you want. You can come and show me where it says that they had Pepsi Cola back in the day. Where you could show me where it says that they, you know, I think wine was, was, was grape juice. Okay, now, what happens to wine after a while when it sits there for a while? It gets fermented, and then what? Okay, now we're talking some, woo. Okay. So I believe there's a difference when, you, when, when, it, when it comes down to it. Okay? So I don't believe that Jesus sat there and make, because the Bible doesn't tell me that after they drunk, drank this stuff at the party, that they was like turning it up. They say, woo, we got loose. After, the, after Jesus made that stuff, that's when we got lit. 
It doesn't say that in the Word of God. How many, how many can understand that? You with me on that? It, it doesn't go there, okay? It doesn't go there. It doesn't say that afterwards, man, that men were, were dancing with other women because you got a little something in you and now you're able to do whatever you want to do. It, it doesn't say that men went home and beat their wives because they were so intoxicated. You know, the Bible doesn't tell me that. The Bible said that the drink was better after Jesus did what he did. Now, again, I just believe myself. Have you ever tasted some grape juice and it just didn't hit? But then sometimes you're like, man, that was good. That was fresh. That was good stuff right there. That was some Welch's. Okay. I'm so glad that you're with me because they get quiet in here and you're like, oh, shoot, he's coming for my stuff. No, I'm, I'm, I just, I'm just telling you what I'm thinking. I'm just telling you what I'm thinking. I'm just telling you what the Bible shows me. And so there's going to be some pastors. There's going to be some people that will answer one day because they think, oh, you know, other countries think it's okay to just go ahead and, and we do what they do. And so and the Bible doesn't call us to do what they do. The Bible calls us to be different. The, the Bible calls you and I to be different. And so when it comes down to different things, you say, well, well I can show you some... Show me in the Bible where it says they drank and they had such a great time and nothing went wrong. Because I'll show you a lot of times that it went all the way bad. Okay? All right? It got quiet. It got quiet. It got quiet. Come on, somebody. I'm just giving you a side note on what we're praying and what we're preaching and what I'm teaching and what I'm telling you. Okay. All right. Okay. Verse 14. Verse 14. And so Eli said to her, how long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered and said, no, my Lord, check this out. I love this. I love this. I love this. I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. She just said, listen, I'm just down. I'm out. I'm just going through some things, and I'm just praying real hard. I have drunk neither, and this is where I want you to say, I want you to underline this in your Bible. I want you to take this with you. I want you to understand this because, man, when I saw this, light went off. Because my thought has always been, well, there's a difference between when you're saying wine and then, and then when it becomes intoxicating. And right here it is. God gave me this. And I said, man, I've never seen this until my last studies. I said, I, thank you, Jesus. She says, I have drunk neither wine nor, someone say nor, intoxicating drink did, did that just hello what well, my belief was now I, I mean unless you show me something different this totally aligns with what I had felt years ago that's why I don't touch this stuff I've seen my uncle die from it I don't, I don't touch this stuff I don't touch this stuff it's hard for us to say man listen follow my ways when we're doing what the world does it's, it's hard to say, come on, somebody. I, I, what, what am I leaving my legacy? What am I leaving my daughter if, if she sees me and says, well, you do what the world does? How, how, how are you any different from what we do? But that right there, that was clarity. That, that I highlighted in my Bible. I circled that. I said, thank you, Jesus. That is clarity. What? What are we saying? There's a difference between wine and intoxicating drink. And I'm not talking about the wines of today, because they're throwing some, these companies are not, <laughs> they're throwing things in there, okay? This was a pure juice. And so you, again, 
We can talk about that another day. But I just wanted to give you that was side note, side note. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief, I have spoken until now. And then Eli answered and said, go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition which you have asked of him. Come on, somebody. And she said, let your maidservant, verse 18, find favor in your sight. So the woman went away and ate, and her face was no longer sad. Come on, somebody. She ate, woo, and she was no longer sad. Now, that's a verse Christians can get behind right there. Amen? I love that verse. She went and ate, and she was no longer sad. Drop down to 26. I'm going to wind it down here. And she said, oh, my Lord. As your soul lives, my Lord, I am the woman who stood by you, by you here praying to the Lord. And so she's telling Eli, remember me. I'm the lady you thought was drunk. I'm the lady that you thought. No, 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 no. I was praying to my Lord. And guess what? For this child I prayed and the Lord has granted me my petition which I asked of him. Now, come on, somebody. Her womb was closed. But she went before the Almighty God, and the, the Bible says she went with daily to the house, and when she went to the house, she prayed, and she prayed for what? How many know that you and I can change some things in the atmosphere? You and I can change some things. And so she said, remember me, I'm the one who asked for a child, and therefore I also have, verse 28, lent him to the Lord so long as he lives, he shall be lent to who? The Lord. And so they worship the Lord there. Because of this praying mother, y'all. Because of this praying mother. You, you better start praying, y'all. Because our kids need Jesus more than ever. Listen, this girl has almost 18 years old. And how many know the enemy still attacks her? And even though she's in a godly house. We better be praying for our children. We better be praying for our children. Because of this praying mother, Hannah went on to give birth to one of the greatest prophets in the Bible, y'all, Samuel. Because of this praying mother, she birthed one of the greatest prophets and one of the greatest judges of the time. Because Hannah was obedient in offering her son back to God. She said, God, if you bless me, what will I do? I'll give him right back to you. I'll give him right back to you. See, some of these things we're asking for, we're just like, God, bless me. Bless me. Bless me. God's like, well, what am and what? And then what? I don't know, just bless me. I just want to be blessed, God. She said, if you bless me, I'll give them right back to you. I'll give them right back to your service. And guess what Samuel did? He did that. He did that. He took them back to Eli. And she said, raise this, thing, raise this guy in the thing of God, in the things of God. And then, you know what? Because she was obedient, because 
she did what she did? Because see, sometimes that's what God wants to see. He's like, are you going to be obedient? Are you going to do what you say? You know, you're asking for this, but then I give you this, and then I never see you again. God, I need a job. I need a job so bad. Help me, Lord. And we're here on a Sunday, and then now every Sunday you don't come back because you're working. He's like, wait a minute. I gave you the job so that you can now come back. How does that make, make that make sense for me? But look what, look what God does. Because she's faithful in what she says she was going to do, drop to 1 Samuel 2.21. 1 Samuel, I'm coming to a close right here with this one. Coming to a close. Hopefully, hopefully you're with me. Hopefully you're not stuck on the drink. Because I'd rather have you come in here regardless. Because my God changes from the inside out. It might take a little while, but I believe that he can, he can help you out, change some things. Verse 221. And the Lord visited Hannah. Good. So that she can see. And bore three sons and two daughters. We got some catching up to do. Hallelujah. <laughs> Meanwhile, the child Samuel grew before the Lord. And see how that ends? Hannah doesn't stop at just one because her legacy was her praying. Her legacy was what she did and gave her son. She gave her son God. She took him back to God. And guess what? God said, man, I see you. I'm going to bless you with more. If you do that with Samuel, for three sons and two daughters, but then the bottom of the scripture says this. Meanwhile, the child Samuel grew before the Lord. Woo. Put them together. I intertwine the things, but man, our legacy is so important for the next generation. But with the topic of pray more, Look how important Hannah's prayer was. My Bible said a couple times her womb was closed. It said it a couple times. But God. But God. Your prayer is important. You will uh, um, change outcomes by your prayers. So today it's important for you and I to go before God and understand that what we pray for here today can change the outcome of tomorrow. Amen? And then we see, wow, what a legacy of a praying mother. Mom, if you ain't praying, you better start praying. You better start praying. 
And obviously, I'm not just taking, talking to moms. But there's something about a praying mother. That's good stuff. Bow your heads and close your eyes. The Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, it says, If we confess our sins, that he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And if you're here today, that's you. You need to ask God for forgiveness. If you're out there, you're watching this live or pre-recorded, and you say, that's me. I need to ask for God to come into my life. I want to pray with you. If you're out there watching and you say, man, that's me, I, I need to pray more. I need to pray for the next generation. You answered, yeah, I'm going to pray with you right now. Heavenly Father, we come before you. We ask that you would bless those that are watching. We ask that you would meet their needs. We ask that you would have your way in them. That, Father God, today they would release their sins unto you. They would ask for forgiveness. Father God, you would remove their sins and throw them into the deepest ocean. That on today there's freedom. I pray that, Father God, right now, those that are dealing with how they're leaving their legacy, Father God, I pray that they would understand it's not too late. I pray that on today they would realize that all we have to go to you, our Heavenly Father, you can start changing things for the good, start changing things for the right. We ask all of these things in your Heavenly Precious name. Amen.